Today, the results in New Hampshire are in. We'll go over those. The Arizona GOP chair resigns in disgrace, and Greg Abbott gives the middle finger to the feds pushing the open border. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I am joined today by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. Jason. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to spring this on you. Okay. What are you doing Friday? Uh, around like 12, 15? I'm probably so busy around that time. I don't know. I, I need you to be on the last news and why it matters. <laughs> That's the last one. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Okay, all right. Of course, you had, like, I had something great to do, but you spring that on me. I have no choice. Sorry. Jason was like, I was going to my kid's graduation, but now I'm not. The last show? Screw that. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Um, so, all right. So, good. So, we've got you. Book it. All right? Yeah. Producers, book it. Uh, we've got Jason on for the last show. Remember, the last news and why it matters is Friday. We, are, we do have much more in store for that final episode. Uh, just as a send-off. And we are transitioning. The only transition that we here at Blaze TV endorse is to a new show, not to a new gender. And it is Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. It is premiering Monday, January 29th. That is this coming Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you don't forget that it is just going to be an hour later. But that just means we just get to be a little bit more spicy. Power hour final show? You know... <laughs> That's a great idea. That's a great idea. That actually is a great idea. Maybe I did an off the record earlier today and someone was like, maybe you got you could do like a crossover power hour with Stu and everyone. And I was like, yes, as long as I still get to be the moderator because I will die if I drink as much as you guys. I was just about to say we actually do it, but you actually drink this time. Uh, because it's, uh, the, fi it's uh. the final show. Jason, I would be on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I'm I am a tiny lady. That's what America wants to see. <laughs> <laughs> the final send-off for the news why it matters. Sarah Gonzalez on the floor, unconscious, <laughs> in her own vomit. Nobody wants that. Um, all right, let's get to, of course, New Hampshire. So is technically uh, the first primary in the country. Trump won. 54.4% uh, to Haley's 43.3%. No surprise there. And although it was an easy win for Trump, Nikki Haley seemed somehow undeterred. Watch. What a great night. God <laughs> is so good. <laughs> Thank you, New Hampshire, for the love, the kindness, the support, and a great night here tonight. Thank you so much. Now you've all heard chatter like among the I... political class. Lost. They're falling all over themselves, saying this race is over. It's not over! It's not over! Oh, what, a, what kind of a low-key man is at a Nikki Haley event? Well, I have news for all of them. Woo! New Hampshire is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. <laughs> what? This race is far from over. There are dozens of states left I just, to go. I, you know what? Let's just, I want to play Donald Trump's response to Nikki Haley's speech. Watch. She was up and I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. 
it is really weird because you have Nikki Haley. Um, she did this after Iowa, I feel like, because she came in third in Iowa and she after Iowa, started saying this is a two-person race. I'm not, I'm the only people I'm going to debate are Donald Trump or Joe Biden. I'm canceling my debate with Ron DeSantis. Like she acted as if she was the leader or even the runner up. At that point, she wasn't. Now she goes into New Hampshire, loses again. And she's like, it was a great night, guys. This is weird behavior. I, but it's Nikki Haley. I mean, it's like, what, what, what else do you expect? You know, what's crazy about Nikki is I actually thought that she was going to be an okay candidate. Like, this was like a couple years ago. Maybe like three years ago. I was like, ah, oh, maybe she'll be a good candidate. She's awful. The, the, the worst. The worst. Insufferable. I know, and it's like nothing. Like, are you are you reading the room of the, the base of the GOP right now? No. Nothing like what Nikki Haley offers. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. I think that her, I think, wasn't it the vast majority of her, the people that voted for her in New Hampshire? 70% yes. were Democrats? Yes. Independents or Democrats? Yes, independents, and, yeah, undeclared. Undeclared. Yeah. Which, are we ever going, is, these states, are they ever going to change those stupid rules? That's ridiculous. I know, I know. It's like troll rules. I know. Like you want to troll the other party. I know. Well, I mean, even here in Texas, I know uh, Matt Rinaldi, the GOP, the head of the GOP here in Texas, has been pushing for closed primaries. It's like, uh, that, that's, that is dumb that we don't have that. Yeah. We should have that because you don't, I mean, Nikki Haley is trying to do the same thing in Texas. They are trying to push for all of these Democrats to go and vote in of our course. primary and vote for Nikki Haley. Of course. The people that just... Shout from the rooftops, our democracy! Yeah. Support crap like this. Right. You know, are, are you, sir, are you at all, are, does, is this concerning to you? So it's, an, it's basically what, like an 11 point win for him, which is still good when you have all the Democrats, you know, mm -hmm. also voting against you. But the amount of moderates and independents that were also a part of, you know, Nikki Haley in New Hampshire, does that worry you at yes. all? Yes. It kind of does to me. Yes. Because that, I mean, that was one of the issues in the last election. Mm -hmm. Moderates and people that kind of swing either way, independents, in places like Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. What's that going to look like in a general? I, I'm not sure. I agree, because you would think that that is a never-Trump vote, mm -hmm. right? It's, mm -hmm. it's so far, it's so opposite ends of the spectrum that you would think that that is a person who, when faced between uh, the Joe Biden or Donald Trump option, is definitely not voting for Trump. Right. You think? Yeah, no, you would think, and I, I don't. I it, it, even with even with that outlook, it still looks like Trump pulls off a narrow victory mm -hmm. over uh, Biden. But that's a little bit too close for comfort. I agree. I agree. In fact, okay. So so while we're on this topic, I want to play uh, a Democrat. This is a man who says that he's a Democrat, but he voted for Nikki Haley because it's all about stopping Donald Trump. Play that. You see a Mars and Venus universe for Haley and Trump. Nikki Haley. And why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, it's a vote against Trump. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump and her. Do you consider yourself generally independent, Republican, or Democrat? Oh, yes, I'm not a Democrat. Yeah. So when you undeclared, you voted for Nikki Haley. If it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. <laughs> I, I mean, if that isn't proof that the system needs to be fixed, I don't know what is. Like, they're just completely undermining the entire process. Um, so it's interesting to see these Democrats come out. But then on the flip side, Jason, it's also interesting, uh, people you wouldn't expect who you do consider to be those moderate, rhino-ish, 
uh, maybe even leaning Democrat. I consider Senator John Cornyn to be one of those people, and he just endorsed Trump. Yeah. Uh, that I did not expect that. Yeah, I didn't either. So it's just, it's so, it's so, we are in, in an unprecedented time, and I know that every four years, people like me come up here and tell you guys that this is an unprecedented time, and we are in the most important election of our lifetime. It's just that I really do think it's never been more true. No, of course. I mean, just... Just pick, there's a gazillion different issues you could pick. Mm -hmm. Inflation, whatever. Right now, I think immigration's leading everything. Yeah. I mean, immigration yes. pretty much handed the uh, Trump the election in 2016. Right. And it was nothing right. compared to what's going on now. I saw. Uh, and he isn't doing anything to fix it. Joe Biden is not doing anything to fix it. The opposite. Yes. You would think that optics, he would be like, well, let's let's settle things down for a few months so we can get through November. He's not even doing that. This is why it is absolutely paramount. I know it, emotions ran high, especially between the DeSantis and, uh, yeah. and Trump camps. Yeah. Very high, especially on social media. If you if you're there, if you are, I'm sorry, but you know they, they were they were high. It, it, you cannot get discouraged if your guy did not make it in. Whether it's DeSantis, whether it was Vivek, mm -hmm. whether it's going to be Haley, you have to vote for the nominee. You have to. You cannot sit this one out. Right. Right. Too important. Yeah, I I got a lot of heat after DeSantis dropped out, and I was like, guys, is, there's no questions here. Like we we all, it's Donald Trump. Like mm -hmm. we all have to come together on this. And I had I got a lot of pushback. I, I will say, and I'll I'll get probably a lot of heat for this, but when Donald Trump was kind of, was more kind of Haleyish on the abortion issue, he lost my primary vote just on that. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well I'm gonna vote DeSantis. Now that DeSantis is out, I'm voting for Donald Trump, and I have no. Issues with that whatsoever? No, no. None. I, I won't lose any sleep at night. I feel no. very confident in my vote for that. Um, you know, I was listening to, um, I'm trying to think how to say this to not, like, offend anyone. Uh, I was listening to a radio show this morning, and there were uh, voters who were talking about why they wouldn't vote for Donald Trump. And the thing that stuck out to me was that they were trying to explain their rationale and it just didn't, like, they just didn't have any facts correct. Like, uh, well, he tried to steal the election in Georgia. No, he didn't. He, if you go through the whole context of the conversation of the phone call, he literally was saying there were a lot, there were a lot of fraudulent votes here. I want you to find them, right? Um, he didn't try to overthrow an election. Like, it's just all of these talking points that are, are regurgitated from all of the mainstream media headlines. When And then you, like, so much so that you have so-called Republicans repeating them. And I'm just like, I don't know how you combat that. I just don't. I mean, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah. I don't know how to combat that. And so I worry that there are too many um, misinformed voters who really, really, they very strongly believe that Donald Trump is a danger to the, the democracy, but which we don't have, but they can't actually build a cohesive argument because it's not there. That, that ridiculous lie about that call in Georgia was perpetuated by the mainstream media without yes. even checking the facts. So they ran their articles, damage was done, people made up their minds at that point. Sarah, how bad do you think that's going to get the closer we get to November? I know. I mean, I know. You're, you're going to be fighting false. They, they claim misinformation, disinformation on like private media and on social media, but the biggest perpetuators of that are the mainstream media. Yep. And get ready. It's, this is going to be an insane election cycle. I know. So, okay, so I want to, let's talk really quickly about the Democrat side of the New Hampshire primary last night. Uh, of, of course, Joe Biden was, a, it was write-in. So Joe Biden was a write-in candidate. He won, but he only won 54% 
of his base, Dean Phillips, got almost 20 percent. That's 19.5 percent of the votes went to Dean Phillips. Uh, 10.5 was an unprocessed write-in. <laughs> Marianne Williamson got way less than unprocessed write-in, which is really embarrassing, 4.6%. Um, and then some unknown Derek Nado. Oh, yes, Derek. You, good old yeah, Derek. Good old Derek. <laughs> I like to call him D, short. Um, but it's, I mean, that, like, if I'm Joe Biden, I am so embarrassed today that that many people voted against me in my own primary when I am the president. He, you can only get 54% of your own party to show up and vote for you. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And, and the guy that they voted for, uh, th this other guy that got 20%, Dean Phillips, he's, I mean, he represented a, a much more moderate, you know, persona mm -hmm. than, than what's currently coming out of the Democrat Party, which I think a lot of people are really, they're, they're screaming for right now. The, the, the left now has gone way too far left, right. way too more ridiculous left. Like, I feel like every day is a South Park episode. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like that? Yes. Every yes. time you see, like, whatever United Airlines or whatever do another commercial where they're all dressed in drag, I'm like, this has got to be satire. This mm -hmm. is not real life. Right. But no, it's real life. I know. I'm always, I, like, you read a headline and you're like, is this the Babylon B or is it, oh. No, it's that's a real. That's it's a indecipherable. Real, yeah, that's a point. real, real life act, actually. But those are the issues they say are the most important in the country. Right. Like <laughs> what? I know. So I know we have to go to break in a second, but on the topic of elections, um, you know, the left has been perpetuating the term election denier. If you say that there are any sort of issues with our current voting system or anything like that, um, CNN just said 80% of Trump's voters last night said that Biden didn't win the election. And, um, you know, they're like, what a conspiracy theorist. Oh, my gosh, you dumb idiot rednecks. You don't even understand. Well, I don't know. I think Joe Biden just did that very thing. Election denialism in Virginia last night. Watch. Hello, Virginia. <laughs> and the real governor, Terry McAuliffe. <laughs> oh. Okay, so it's okay to say those kinds of things. Also in Georgia with Stacey Abrams, who I think still thinks that she is the actual governor of Georgia. It's always okay. <laughs> it's okay to question whether Donald Trump actually won against Hillary Clinton or was it Russian interference? All of those things are okay. But you say, hey, there are some problems maybe with all of these uh, fraudulent signatures and mail-in ballots and all of these stuffed drop boxes and you're all of a sudden a conspiracy theorist. Huh. Talking about not being able to read the room when your campaign is like one of their primary things right now is how all these MAGA yeah. people are horrible because they don't believe in, you know, our democracy and the right. process. But then you basically say the same thing that you've been criticizing all those horrible MAGA people about. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I know. I know. It's it is. So, and the arrogance that they're, they're just like, oh, we'll just say it. Who cares? Who's going to stop us? Yeah. Who's going to call us out? Not our friends in the mainstream media. No. Um, all right, so we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor this segment, Jace Medical. So I don't know if you guys know this, uh, this past December, drug shortages hit a record high and it caused severe disruptions in medical treatments. I actually know this personally. My son was down for like a week with the flu and this horrible respiratory um, issue and he was coughing a bunch and I took him to urgent care and they wrote me a prescription. It was like Bromfed or something. And I don't know because the point is, I don't know what it is because they wrote me a prescription and said, we'll give it to you on paper because we can't find it anymore. Anywhere. Um, all of the all of the pharmacies around us, it's completely out. But you could just 
call everyone in the phone book if you'd like to find it. So it hit us as well. There are delays, treatment cancellations, and rationing of vital medications. I'm just saying you really, really should consider the Jace case. Okay, so what the Jace case is uh, is going to be, it's a personalized emergency kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And Jace is continuously working to expand their medication offerings. They've even added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case. So buy it. Make sure you have it in your household. And if you have, you know, grown um, uh, adult children with children of their own, buy one for them as well so that they can make sure that they are protected. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the expected, the unexpected. Get yours today. You can do that. Uh, where are we going? JaceMedical.com and use promo code Sarah to, to save some moolah. That is JaceMedical.com, promo code Sarah. The head of the Arizona GOP is stepping down after audio tapes with U.S. Senate candidate Carrie Lake were released where he apparently offered her money to stay out of the Senate race. Uh, really, really damning tapes here. Let's listen to that. Is there a number at which... I can be bought. <laughs> what it's about. You can take a pause for a couple of years. No. Let me go right back to what you're doing. Mm -mm. No. 10 million, 20 million, 30, no, no, no. A billion, no. This is not about money. This is about our country. I think it's disturbing that they would even, that anybody would think this is. I, I, no, to be fair, even me, even me, I'll say this. I want a fresh face right now for the reason that I've never seen anyone, I can't think of a single person in a federal race who've lost, ran in and won. I can't think of it. If you can think of it, let me know. I'm not going to let these people who hate our country tell me not to run. You should call them and tell them to get behind me. If you like have spent five minutes with Carrie Lake, you should know better <laughs> And to have this conversation with her and think that she is not going to record it. Like, I, I just find that so fascinating that he <laughs> thought that he could get away with trying to bribe her out, out of staying out of the race and that she wouldn't have some sort of receipts that she could bring and use against you. Now, so he released a statement earlier today where he, like, denied her accusation, which is fascinating because you just heard it on tape. But he also announced his resignation in the same statement. Uh, he also accused them of threatening to share another more damaging recording if he did not resign today, which I personally love. Yeah. I think that's great. I think it's funny that he like accused them like that wouldn't just make him look worse. It's like, well, how much worse does it get if that threat caused you to resign from your entire position immediately? Now, he also hit the Lake team for... Um, recording the conversation uh, that the, apparently the recording took place. Wait, the recording that didn't exist? <laughs> recording that didn't, that where you didn't? Okay, interesting. Uh, it took place while she was employed by his private company and said the ethical breach in her recording of our conversation while she was my employee raises serious legal and moral concerns. And he is stepping down to get rid of the distraction that this has caused, and he claims that his actions will, quote, always reflect what's best for Arizona sure. Republicans. Mm.
Oh yeah, he was stepping down because of the distraction. Bull crap. He was fired. Let's just say it. He was. They got rid of him. And when I, I say they got rid of him, if you li- and listen to the entire thing for anyone that hasn't listened to it, because it, it opens up a whirlwind of questions. Yeah. This is some seriously dark crap. Yeah. Yeah. He kept saying, "Oh, the people back east," or "They, they, they." Who the okay. hell is they? Yeah. And then they even talked about like assassination at some point. He goes off on this tangent talking about the cartels. I was like, what is going on here? I mean, seriously, think about it. like, so who would have the, who is they? Back East, they, who would have the money within the GOP to bribe her? We're talking millions of dollars, I'm assuming. Who would have the money to do that to have her just go away for a couple years? Right. It's got to, she's running for Senate. It's got to be, I'm a, my first thought was to say the RNC, which I guess it could be. But I, now I'm kind of leaning Mitch McConnell in the gang. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't, I don't know. Jason, the rot is so deep. I talked about the, uh, on, on off the record earlier um, on Blaze TV. If you're a subscriber of Blaze TV, you can check that out. But someone asked me about this. And it's like, guys, if you don't think that there is a deep state within every single state Absolutely. in the country, like, you're crazy. This, this is happening in every single state. There is an alliance of there are elitists who are running things and pulling the strings and are desperate to maintain their power. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think it, you just think it happens in the federal government? Absolutely not. No, the you know, on a huge overall level, like the the deep state came after Donald Trump in multiple different ways, whether it was the FBI, whether it was remnants of the Obama administration, where like, you know, you saw the deep state and the DOD come after him over that phone call, you know, to to Zelensky in Ukraine. I mean, that was kind of a, just a, a little bitty sneak peek of them outing themselves mm. on who they are and, and what they want. And they were pissed off at Donald Trump because he was upending like how foreign policies ran. They didn't like that way. They, they didn't right. like right. Trump reaching out and like trying to play nice with, you know, countries like Russia just to get them to be not so hostile. They didn't like that. It's always got to be adversarial, you know, at the brink of war. That's what they're used to. That's what the way they want it to stay. Now, you look at, you know, politicians like Carrie Lake. And she's right in line with busting up that system. Right. You know, getting rid of the old guard that used to be there and putting the new guard in. They cannot have that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just keep getting hung up on they. We have got to find out who they is. Mm -hmm. I want every single one of them named. Whether it's Mitch McConnell, whether it's the, who's that chick that's the head of uh, RNC? Ronna Romney McDaniel. Yeah, like people like her. Mm -hmm. I'm sure all of them are like probably at their little cabal, you know, in the dungeon. Yeah. And like, okay, you know, like, who's got, you know, you cough up this million dollars, I'll cough up this million, let's get rid of her. Let's just pay her off, get get rid of her. We Mm -hmm. cannot have these people in government. I mean... Ah, oh, it's just crazy. I would love to. I should try to get in touch with uh, with Carrie and see if she can come on and ask those questions. Like, do you do you know? Did he ever tell you who they was? Do you yeah. know who they was? Do you have any idea who they was? Because that's that's what we need to get at. And in fact, maybe that's what she said. I'll release yeah. if you. Don't resign right now. See, and that's what needs to happen. And I, I, I think the more desperate they get, the more they're going to out themselves. Yeah. So these people need to come. I mean, people like uh, Carrie Lake need to come out and say, like, I- I'm doing a Glenn Beck chalkboard and I'm going to put up on it the deep state, how it operates, the names that I know of. These are the people that are trying to put in America hating people mm-hmm. in office mm-hmm. and keep those that consider America as first keep them out. Right. This name, this name, this name, this name, this name. And then we, as activists, voting activists, 
vote them the hell out of government. Yep. Just it needs to start. A full cleaning house needs to start. If if Donald Trump wins this election, it's the deep state's not going to suddenly stop going after him. No. It's no. going to continue. Day one. Just like they did the last time he was Just president. like they did the last time. I mean, they, they were doing it the whole time. Right. And especially if polling starts really tilting in his direction, watch. Some kind of FBI investigation. It's going to pop out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, oh, now he's in league with Xi Jinping and they're going to have a phone call of them talking or something stupid. Yeah. All the intelligence apparatus is going to unify and they're going to post something in the New York Times. I know. Yep, this is correct. We've seen this game before. It's going to happen again. I know. I know. Um, okay, let's go ahead and take a quick break because when we get back, I want to talk about Greg Abbott's FU oh, to uh, the, latest, the latest SCOTUS ruling when we return. So, as we talked about yesterday, the Supreme Court uh, temporarily gave the power back to the Biden administration and his Border Patrol yesterday, allowing them to cut the razor wire that Texas had placed along the border. Um, Chief Justice John Roberts, no surprise, sided with the liberals along with Amy Coney Barrett. And (laughs) Greg Abbott and Texas is just like, yeah, screw you. We don't really, we don't care. Like, this is not over. Um, and you know what? This is an invasion. So I want to uh, to read some of Greg Abbott's press release here on the matter. He said, Texas's constitutional authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. The Texas National Guard, Texas Department of Public Safety, and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority as well as state law to secure the border. And they are installing more razor wire right now um, and more border walls. And so they are not backing down. We also have Chris uh, Oliveres, lieutenant and spokesperson for Texas DPS, Department of Public Safety in the Southern region. And he said, the state of Texas under Governor Abbott's Operation Lone Star will maintain its current posture in deterring illegal border crossings by utilizing effective border security measures, reinforced concertina wire, and anti-climb barriers along the Rio Grande. The logical concern should be why the federal government continues to hinder Texas's ability to protect its border, all while allowing for the exploitation, dangerous, and inhumane methods of permitting illegal immigrants, including children, to illegally cross a dangerous river where many have lost their lives. Texas is the only state using every strategy and resource to protect its sovereignty, combat criminal activity, and discourage illegal immigration, Texas will continue to hold the line. So they are not backing down. We're like, F you. I would hold the finger up, but I'm not going to. You're welcome, edit team. Uh, F you. No, you have a constitutional authority that you have neglected. And if you continue to neglect it, we will step in. And the fact that the, the Biden administration, I'm sorry, regime, has the audacity to sue in this matter, you really should tell you what they think of you, how they feel about you, the average American, and how willing they are to make you less safe. That should really say something to you, how they prioritize you and your safety as an American citizen, that they are fighting Texas for not allowing strangers into our country. Amen, sister. I, I can't, I wanna do this justice, because Abbott's letter today is historic. Yeah. 
It is, and I'm a horrible Texan, and I can't remember the, the exact contents of this letter who wrote it, but it was at the Alamo, and was it was it Austin's letter where he was like, was it Austin? I can't remember. Where basically he was saying we're going to fight to the last minute. Yeah, it was the Austin letters, yeah. This should be framed right next to it, in my opinion. I don't know, I can't, I, I don't want to undersell this, because this could be copied to every other red state or every other state that's sick of the bullcrap, that's sick of crime going unpunished, yep. that's... And follow me through, in the future, we know they're going to come after the Second Amendment. Yep. We know they're going to come after guns. We know they're going to come after the First Amendment. Censorship is already breaking out all over the place. There's a reason why the WEF and the Biden administration in parallel are talking about misinformation, disinformation. Mm -hmm. They're coming after the First Amendment. Yeah. This is the way through. This is the yes. way. Yes. Right yes. here. Yes. To say that the states are sovereign if... There is a federal law of the land, but if you will not enforce right. it, you give us no choice. Right. We will go it our own way. Screw you if we have to. <laughs> right. This is amazing. Yeah. This I is know. absolutely amazing. And uh, to be honest, I did not expect this from Governor Abbott. I did not. He did has not. been did so not. weak in action mm -hmm. at the border. He talks He talks a tough talk. I can't tell you how many times we've heard him declare an invasion at the border and then nothing changes. Yeah. Right. So I really did not expect this type of a stand from him. I wonder if it's to help out uh, some of the, the Texas House who are up for re-election just to like strengthen uh, Texans' view of the Texas, the Texas government overall. I mean, I don't really care what the reason is because finally there is some, some action here um, because at the end of the day, I think we've been saying this on the show for a long time. The idea that Border Patrol is going to go down there and get violent against the Texas National Guard when they stand their ground is like, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. I really don't. I don't think that they're going to follow through on that. Um, but... I just want to remind everyone, this was, the SCOTUS ruling was temporary. It's, pend it's because the case is pending. And so SCOTUS said, while the case is pending, we will give the federal government that authority. Now, does it make me feel good about the potential SCOTUS ruling when you have Amy Coney Barrett siding with the, the Dems on this? No, not really. But, you know, let's talk about disregarding SCOTUS rulings. Uh, I hear Joe Biden is still forgiving student loans Mm -hmm. even though he was told by the Supreme Court of the United States that he wasn't allowed to do that. So, okay, you guys don't want to regard SCOTUS rulings. I guess we won't either. Right. It's time to fight fire with fire. And and you know what? We actually have the constitutional authority to do so. You guys are just making up. Yep. I know. Um, I'm going to give a little preview to Glenn's show tonight. We're going to have uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. On. I'm glad you said it because I almost didn't. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to be the one to <laughs> spill the beans. Well, so he is on tonight, and I'll give you even more, like, kind of like a preview. He said that the government can go down and cut the wire. They can. I mean, th that's what this ruling means. They can right. go down and cut the wire. Guess what we're going to do? Put more go wire put more on. right back in its place. Mm -hmm. We're going to put layer after layer after layer if we have to, but we will defend our border. And I, I got chills. Yeah. It made me proud to be a Texan, but it made me proud to be an American. Yeah. Because finally, the balls have started to show up. Mm -hmm. I want to see that copied in all of our issues. All of our issues. Every time the federal government steps in to say, we're going to take this right away from you, this right, this right, and we don't care, which is what the Biden administration does. Yes. They're like, ah, we don't care. Yes. Censorship, First Amendment, ah, we don't care. Right. You know, guns, Second Amendment, ah, we don't care. Okay, we don't care that you don't care. Right. We're going to continue to do it our way. Right. Amazing. I, love I know. It. Right. Well, well, especially because when you consider, I mean, consider the ramifications of this border policy. So you want to let unvetted people into this country. We have 
known, like people on the suspected terrorist watch list mm. who we know are, you know, getting into this country. I mean, you have all sorts of people, Chinese nationals, uh, a, a whole bunch of nationals from that list of countries that Trump, you know, banned from entering. And then they were like, that's xenophobic. No, it's just that like there's high, there's high terrorism activities there. And we probably just shouldn't, should not do that. Um, also they hate us. So they don't have a great reason to be here usually. But, um, it's just interesting because they are allowing all of these people into the country at the same time that they are letting people out of jail, that they are dismissing charges on violent offenders, repeat offenders, that they also are going hard on the guns, trying to take your guns. Again, what do you think Biden's intentions are? Do you think it's to make it more safe for you to live your life? Yeah. It's not it's not a coincidence that all of these things are being done at the same time. They don't want you to have the ability to protect yourself. Yeah. You know what? You know what's crazy is something that you said earlier about, you know, we're it's it's it, we're going to protect our country. It's our law of the land. Um and it's something that can be copied in state to state to state. I've seen a lot of people say that oh, Texas should secede or this is the beginning, you know, of secession or whatever. Actually, no, because the way this was written, the way that letter was written, and the way that the path that he sets forward, we don't have to, you don't have to secede. You, know, you don't even have to talk about that. We have the Constitution on our side. You said that as well earlier. It, the Constitution is on our side. We're just reaffirming our adherence to the United States Constitution. If Washington and the regime there doesn't want to follow it, look, that's on you. We're going to stay true to the United States of America. Yeah. You don't have to secede. Right. You just had to do what was just done. This is a watershed moment for the country. It really is. For the first time, we're not copying. The rest of the red states aren't, you know, getting their, you know, their, their marching orders from Florida and Ron DeSantis. Right, exactly. They were all copying him for the longest time. Yeah. Finally, we have done something that everybody else should copy. Yeah. Right now. Yes. Start drafting your own letters. But instead of like immigration, just write in whatever, th whatever we predict will be the next constitutional crisis. Because... This is a constitutional crisis. Yes. It's created by D.C. and Washington, you know, and, and Biden. They created it. But it is a constitutional crisis. Yeah. Every time there's a constitutional crisis on pick whatever bill of right. Just go down the, the you know, the list. Write it, pre-write it out mm -hmm. and send that on mm -hmm. for when you need mm -hmm. it. Watershed moment. Well, congratulations to Greg Abbott on his. Hi everyone, this is your advisory warning that if you are watching on YouTube, you probably will not be able to catch this entire segment on YouTube because we are saying the things that you're not allowed to say on YouTube and they most assuredly will give me a strike and delete my entire channel. So not sure when exactly that's going to happen, but I would guess it's going to be pretty quick here. Uh, so the World Health Organization has established an expert advisory group on transgender health, seeking guidance from a um, couple different people. One, a transgender former prostitute who called the line of work empowering. And two, an academic attempting to uh, <clears throat> popularize gender as critical legal theory. Yes, that's, that's, a, that's just one word. Gender is one word. Um, this is, this is their flag. What? Uh-huh. 
Yeah. This is really, the WHO. Uh-huh. Yep. So you may be wondering to yourself, what the f gender f Well, let me tell you, it is a way in which I I don't have to use the swear jar because it's just it's the it's the term, okay? It's the way in which queer individuals mess with or rebel against the restrictive gender binary paradigm. It, quote, stems from a political movement which states the idea that the personal is political, end quote. Examples include a man wearing a dress or having a beard and a set of breasts. It also can be a form of identity, which means that some people may feel like gender is the best descriptor of their identity. They may use parody and or exaggeration to show how intensely they have broken traditional gender rules. And of course, gender f people may share things with gender queer, but they are separate identities. That is very important, all right? So if someone is gender queer and you call them gender f you are going to be f because they are not. <laughs> I, how dare you? <laughs> How dare you laugh at these people's identities? You Do you mean to tell me you sit here acting like you've never per met a person who identifies as gender Is that right? I'm completely confused. I have no idea what the hell this is all about. I heard you like in one line say something about beards and titties, and I thought this was about something completely different. I was like, this is a YouTube channel that I would tune into. Beards and titties. I'm like, ah! Just alcohol is the only thing not that's not mentioned. I'm like, I, I just this is like <laughs> the World Health Organization. It's not serious. It's not a serious organization. The board is called the Department of Gender Rights and Equity, Diversity, Equity and Inclusion. Glo it's still it's still going. Global HIV, Hepatitis and Sexually Infection Infections Programs and Sexual and Reproductive Health and Research. I am glad that they included HIV in with all of these uh, other, you know, all of these gender rights and sexually infectious. Like, I, yeah, I, I mean, these are degenerates, so you probably should check them for HIV. So their mission, Jason is to provide evidence and implementation guidance on health sector interventions aimed at increasing access and utilization of quality and respectful health services by trans and gender diverse people. I mean, <laughs> I mean any like office within the WHO, you know, dealing with trans issues should just be delivering antipsychotics, right, to these people because I mean this is if this wasn't deleted from YouTube, you know. Oh, we're gone. Been, we're gone. We've we're, been we're, gone for we're, we're, we've been many gone. minutes. Um, <laughs> Just say what you need to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, like anyone that thinks that there's something they're not, we've said this a million times before and we've gotten in trouble a million times before, but they're psychotic. They, this is, it's always the way it's been classified before. The only time it changed now is when they needed a new political group from which they could say is oppressed and they will rally behind them and make it a political issue that we can all get behind. Yeah. Uh, th 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 come on, th th that's all this is. I I'm still confused though on, so gender <laughs> is the umbrella and everything underneath it is Jason, I HIV. Still don't I just read it and I still don't. No, okay, so I don't know. <laughs> but we should ask the academic. Uh, the academic's name is Florence Ashley. This is, this is just the bio, okay? A trans feminine jurist and bioethicist whose most recent work is on how to use gender as a strategy to resist gender governance. So it's like a rebellious thing, I guess. Um, it's not a serious organization. 
Come on. How <laughs> dare you use this transphobic, bigoted language on my show? How dare you say that this is not serious? I mean, when you have this you know, rainbow or whatever flag that was with a big middle finger. I think that was like their first clue that, okay, maybe there should be, yeah, that thing right there. Maybe there should be some self-reflection for with old Tedros or whatever, the head of the WHO, like, maybe we're no longer a serious organization. Did you see Tedros the other day where he was, it, it, I can't remember where he was speaking from, but he was all talking about how farming and ranching is detrimental to the to the world because of climate change. So they're going no. after farmers and ranch. So like, food... You know, growing food and, you know, cow, cattle and all that stuff, like cultivating food, is bad for the environment. So I'm not exactly sure what they're proposing there. Anytime, like, a leftist has gone after farmers and ranchers, yeah. millions of people die. Mao tried it. Stalin tried it. Millions upon millions of people die. Hmm. And then there's gender <laughs> So... So what Jason is saying is things are going great. <laughs> going great. You guys, this is a this is a great time to be alive. Um, you know, I mean, you could get like persecuted in your social life if you say, "Hey, I think the term gender is kind of dumb." What and I you could get canceled. But things are going really great. What I what I love is that we just read through that entire thing, and I, I think still don't know. we still have no idea. No. And I bet you anybody else that has read through that has no freaking clue what this is even about. I mean, I, the purpose of this is to intentionally confuse and set traditional gender roles into question, leading to the discussion of what is masculine and what is feminine. It seeks to break down the rigid binary space and create a new fluid space where people can express whatever they want without being ridiculed. This is often associated with queer, but you do not have to be queer to participate in gender I wanna make that very clear. Okay, I still have no idea. Like these, I'm not gonna say the word again because I've said it so many times this segment <laughs> unintentionally, but these people who call themselves academics, they literally just make this up. Yeah, they, they, ju they just make it all up. They just have these buzzwords that they put into these complex sentences and think that it makes them sound smart. You sound like a raving lunatic. Like you're, you're just crazy. Nobody talks like this. Nobody. You know what's funny is like these Buzzword. these are our experts. And I was just I just read this amazing piece. I can't remember where it was, but they were talking about like the experts, the technocrats, like yeah. the people that kind of pretty much govern outside the politicians instead of the politicians. Right. It was a thing that started after World War II. And so they were like, oh, let's put an expert in charge of like basically drafting laws and stuff over the environment. An expert in in charge of technology, an expert in all these different experts. These are the kinds of experts that they say, tell us to trust. Yeah. Trust the science. Right, right, exactly. This right here. Right. No. Right. This is called the blind leading the blind. No thank you. All right, we gotta go to break. We'll be right back. Biden was uh, rallying in Virginia, and I want to I, I want to just ask America: Is this really who you want leading the country? Watch. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson: Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. 
<laughs> yeah! That's the best part of that clip is like, no one knew what he said. So Absolutely no that. one knew what he said. And they were like, applause line! Yay! Yeah! Oh my gosh. You should have said beards and titties and I would have stood up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I, I, don't, I think he was say, trying to say women of America. But also, like, I, I don't, I'm not even, I'm not going to try to make sense of the last thing we talked about. I'm not going to try to make sense of this. I just know something is seriously wrong right now. Everything is on fire around us, okay? Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.